You're listening to AskDaryl.com. You've got questions, we'll get you the answers. AskDaryl.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 53 of the Ask Daryl podcast. The Ask Daryl podcast is where I, your host, Daryl Girardier, take your questions on social media, technology, and communications, all dealing with the church, and do my best to answer them in the most brief yet thorough way possible. Today, we have a big announcement. Uh, I say it's a big announcement. I, I like to think it's a big announcement. Uh, at episode 50, we, uh, I say we, I hosted a podcast with Katie Allred, who's my special guest, to celebrate episode number 50. And we got such a really great response from that, uh, that Katie and I already had some discussions about doing something like this, and we decided, let's do a podcast together. So I am starting a second podcast with the one and only Katie Allred. Uh, what the p- podcast will be about, it's going to be about church communications, but I think it's going to be a little different than this, where this one is, you know, I try to keep this one under 15 minutes tops for you. Uh, this one with Katie will be more of a discussion between Katie and I, and most likely a guest. Um, and it's going to be fun. We're going to tackle some fun issues. And um, Katie's a good sparring partner in terms of dialogue. So that'll be really fun. Um, if you want to subscribe to that podcast, here's the, I think the best part is you don't have to do anything because that podcast is going to be right inside this, the same podcast feed as this podcast. So if you're already subscribing to this podcast, this, the new podcast will appear right in your feed. Um, I'm just going to keep them all in the same feed. That's just a little easier for me. And then I don't have to run around trying to get everybody to subscribe to different podcasts. It's all in one, one feed. And that's always, I say always, it's part of my goal is eventually create some more podcasts along that and have like a whole network of podcasts. So we've got number one in the tank being the one you're currently listening to. We're going to start a, we're going to start a second one, which I'm really excited about with Katie Allred. The name of it right now, we're kicking around the church communications podcast. We just, Katie is really insistent that she really thinks it's a good a good name, and I have to agree with her. I think it is. We just got to make sure nobody else has that name. So I'm cranking out the artwork, working on intro music, all that other stuff. But it should be coming shortly. Hopefully, in the next few weeks, we'll start recording episodes and start cranking them out for you to listen to. So be on the lookout for that. Now let's get to today's question. Today's question comes from Megan Sims, and Megan asks a really great question. Um, in fact, you know. I like to think that when we create podcasts here, we're creating for you, the listener, that we're kind of reading your mind on things you want to know about. And Megan asked a question that I sat there and thought, oh my gosh, this is a fantastic question. I wish I had thought of this question. In some ways, she's kind of reading my mind and almost reading, I would say she's reading my mind and my team's mind because we actually had a discussion about this very issue literally last week. I'm not joking when I say that. And Megan's question, and she wrote a really long question. I won't read the whole thing, but I'll kind of give you kind of a brief summary of what she was, what her point was. And that was when you allow other ministries to create social media channels, um, be a, I guess, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and they start creating content. How do you make sure one of the content is on brand, looks good, is quality? And also, how do you make sure they're consistently posting content? How do you make sure they keep those channels up to date and they just don't become dormant? Because we want ministries, various ministries around your church to embrace social media, but it can become an issue where all of a sudden you kind of have these rogue ministries doing their own thing. And before you know it, you see papyrus or comic sans uh, on a really ugly stock photo flying out there with your church's name on it. Um, And trust me, I know exactly how you feel, Megan, if you 
are describing a situation pretty similar to that. So how do you tackle this? Well, I think there's really two ways to approach this. You can approach this uh, in a very centralized way, which is basically say nothing goes out with my, my approval or coming from our centralized communications team. In other words, we're going to create every single piece of design work that goes out. Uh, it's a very centralized process, and uh, certain churches I know really abide by this. Uh, they want to own the whole widget, if you will. So from part A to part B, they're going to own the whole thing. You can only put out approved social media that we crank out or, or design or graphics or so forth that our communications team approves. And I totally get that. I understand why you want to do that. But here's a couple of problems with that. Um, as you can imagine, it doesn't scale. Um, as your church hopefully grows, you can add more ministries and as more ministries dive into social media, that means more content for you to create. And that just doesn't scale for you from a workflow standpoint. Uh, the second thing is, is obviously it slows everything down from the ministry because they have to make requests for the graphic. You've got to turn around and create the graphic, get the graphic back to them. And by the time all that happens, you may have missed their deadline. Um, and the third thing that I think the, that it really presents a problem for is if you're not careful, ministries will start to go around you. Um, if you centralize everything, they'll think, well, fine, we're just going to do it behind your back and we're going to do it. We really don't care what you think about it. And you end up fostering a bad relationship with them and it can go south real fast if they feel like everything is so tightly controlled. Um, and I say that because I've experience of any area I've ever worked in. Every, when we try to centralize things, if you're not careful, people can eventually resent the centralization if they feel like things aren't being fast enough, quick enough, and they're not getting what they want. So the pros of it though, obviously though, of centralizing everything is everything is going to look great. Everything's going to be on brand and it's going to be consistent. And so that's, that's the advantage of centralizing. Now you can decentralize it, which sounds like Megan, you've kind of done to a certain degree. And the cons with that one is it requires you, it requires some work. And I, you mentioned this, and I think it's really great that you've done this, is you've actually trained some of the people at, your, at various ministries on your church on how to do social media and how to use a lot of these tools. I think you mentioned actually like Word Swag and imagine stuff like Canva, those type of things. And uh, I can say Katie and I have done very similar. We've sat down with ministries, explained how do you do social media, which type of content should be posting, how you should post, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We've done that as well. Um, the thing is, as you know, the con is, is that things can go awry really fast. Uh, you can see really just bad social media. I say bad, and I don't mean that in a subjective sense of, but you know, just basic design rules just being violated and, uh, or you see accounts just go dormant. Like it, they start off in a flurry with two weeks of just consistent content. And then it just goes dormant for about 30 days and nothing goes out on a Facebook page, a Twitter account, Instagram account, et cetera, you know, you name it. So, and all of a sudden that, that, that looks like all of a sudden you're, you guys are just neglecting that. So it could be like a preschool ministry, you know, a preschool ministry has got a Facebook page and all of a sudden nobody's posting on the on preschool Facebook page and it just looks bad overall, especially if you are in charge of social media at your church, because at the end of the day, people assume that you're the one, you're one of the reasons why it's not happening. All right. So how do you deal with this? Okay. So I'm going to kind of get a little granular for a little bit and kind of tell you a couple different ways I think you could approach this. Um, one, I think you need to look at the idea of maybe creating a toolbox um, if you haven't done so yet. And basically what I'm saying is, is a toolbox would be a set of things that anybody can grab from to create social media. So in other words, 
It could be stuff as simple as uh, photos, approved. These are our approved photos of the church, approved photos of ministries, approved photos that we've got that you can pull from. Approved, maybe it's a, it's a approved thing of stock photos that you've purchased that you know can be reused. Um, if you centralize good, solid, creative assets like photos, um, that could help in the terms of they know that's the bucket they got to pull out to create things. So if you created a, a centralized photos and an approved color palette, Hey, we always use the following colors whenever we do social media. We stay away from these colors. We always use these colors. And then I would also say for typography is the same way. Uh, I always tell them, you know, we stay away from script. We generally work with something like uh, uh, alternate gothic is our type, our typeface. And so I can tell ministries, you can use alternate gothic, lead gothic. Uh, you can use anything. Uh, knockout is another example that it's that tight, uh, tight, lean font that you'll see a lot of people use. Um, and occasionally I'll let people use Oswald as well, if the, one of the Google fonts. But uh, so they know they can use that or they can use a version of Avenir, Proxima Nova, um, something along that family, a League Spartan if you're inside of a Canva. Those things can be used as well. So what would help is if you create maybe like an approved list of fonts. You can use these fonts, you can use these colors, and here's approved stock photos for your event or for ministries in general. Now, that may sound like you're being controlling, but if you give them a good enough bucket, I think they'll appreciate it because in their mind, they don't have to go hunting for things. You've kind of done a lot of the legwork for them. Of course, that puts the onus back on you to constantly fill that bucket up with tools and stock photos that they can use. So yeah, you got to keep refilling the bucket to make sure that that they feel like they've constantly got new, not new toys to play with in order to create their social media. Now, and so essentially what I'm saying is basically, if you think about it this way, is is I'm basically saying give them a fence to play within with that, that toolbox. This toolbox is kind of like a fence. Hey, go anywhere you want, just stay inside this fence. Now, here's the other thing is you're probably also dealing with, I think you actually even mentioned this in the question, Megan, is is that what do you deal will deal how do you deal with the idea that some ministries are gonna run out ahead of you? So in other words, they got an event coming up, you are already working on graphics, and all before you know it, they started posting graphics and you weren't even ready. You were like, whoa, time out. We weren't even ready for this. Um, and I can tell you right now, I hear you. And that is a pain because I've I've had it's happened to me. It's happened to us where we were ready to do X and they were way ahead of us. So what I would tell you is, is the only way I know how to tackle that is to sit down with the ministry when you know that you are prepping to do marketing for them and say, tell me your deadlines and let's all agree that we're going to promote and we're going to launch this on X and have some written down somewhere agreed upon marketing plan that says, here's how we're going to do these things. Um, the other way to tackle that is, is you just got to be way ahead of them and just be super, you just, you know, whatever you think their, their data, when they're going to go live is, I would be two weeks in advance of having this stuff ready. And I know that puts a lot more work on you, but honestly, sometimes that's what you have to do because you probably are dealing with ministers and I've dealt with ministers who, who just move really fast, move quick, move fast, um, because they want to get things done and they feel the pressure on them to do that. And so that's how they act towards that. They act towards that by moving quickly, moving fast, especially from marketing and social media. So if you can find a way to agree upon deadlines, that could possibly ease some of the tension there. Now, if you're dealing with a ministry that's not posting consistently, in other words, they've got a dormant account. Um, there's a couple of different ways you can approach that. First off, one is have a conversation with them and say, look, hey, I notice Facebook, page has not had a lot of action on it lately. Um, what can we do to help you out to get more on there? And then you can pose the question, hey, is this something, a tool you've planned on using or are you guys just overwhelmed? And to be honest with you, it's like something that we just need to kind of, we need to shut it down 
because you just really can't maintain it. And to help them understand that if they can't maintain it, they got to shut it down. That's not a failure. They're not a failure as a minister or a ministry. That just means that, honestly, that's something they just can't keep up with. Or maybe they just need to turn around and hand it over to you for a little bit and let you run it for a while until they get back on their back on their feet and they can start doing it themselves. So figure out why it's not happening. And if it's just a flack of they, they honestly don't see the value in it, then I would suggest you work with them on find a way to gracefully shut it down and just kind of direct people back to the main church channels, whatever those are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, etc. Now I'll tell you one preventative measure you can do with this that you kind of that way you you can prevent this down the road is that when a ministry comes to you and says, Hey, we want to set up a channel that does X, Y, or Z. So I want to set up a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram channel. One of the things I tell them, I tell any ministry that does that and they come to me and say, we want to do that. Are you cool with it? I say, listen, I'm cool with it, but here's the deal. The moment it goes dormant for more than 30 days, I'm pulling it down. And that sounds like I'm being really harsh, but I'm letting them know, Hey, if it's dormant, or if the or if the content's not quality, I'm going to step in and start pulling out. I'm going to start deleting the content, and we're going to have a conversation about how do we create more quality content. Now it sounds like I'm dropping the hammer down on a ministry, and I really don't want to do that. But um, they know that at the end of the day, the digital brand rests on the communications team, and we've got to protect that. And we'll protect that no matter what. So. If you're not going to use it, let's pull it down. If you're going to post content that's not really where we need it to be, let's have a conversation about how we can get you where it needs to be. Now, that's how it handle majority of the situations. There's one last option, and I call it the nuclear option. And that is, if all else fails, if ministry won't listen to you, they refuse to shut down the channel, they're not going to use it, or it's just bad across the board, I say what you do is you sit down with executive leadership and you say, look, this is hurting the digital brand of the church. Let me tell you everything I've done to set them up for success. Let me show you the toolbox I've given them. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's they're not listening. And this is what we're cranking out. Now, I call it the nuclear option because it should really be your last resort to have to go to executive leadership. And the other thing is, is you really got to do a lot of legwork before you go to executive leadership to show that you've done the due diligence on your part to make things really great. And honestly, the ministry just hasn't held up their end of the bargain. And you also need to know that once you do that, you really can't do that a whole lot with executive leadership. Otherwise, they're going to be kind of like, really, what's the is we seem to have this reoccurring issue here. But I do know this. Most executive pastors I know are really are really think through the brand and really think through how their church looks on the exterior to visitors and people viewing from the outside. And so I know that if I presented that to my executive pastor, Brian or Michael, my other executive pastor, I think both of them very quickly would say, let's figure a way to shut that down. Let's do that. They would not think twice about that. Um, they both have our back, my back. In fact, they've pointed out stuff like, hey, we need to make sure we tighten up these areas on social media and on the digital side, which I really do appreciate. And I think most executive pastors would be that way as well. Megan, I hopefully that answers your question. Um, I know I clocked in almost like 13 minutes. That's a 13 minute answer to your question. Um, but uh, if you want to talk about it more, just hit up Katie or I on Twitter. We'd love to talk to you more about it, Megan. I know it's a it's a it's a it's a huge issue, and it's one that I know you want to get right. Uh, don't forget, folks, that be on the lookout for that new podcast from Katie and I. It'll be coming out here in a few weeks. If you've got a question for me, head over to askdaryl.com. That's a s k d a r e l dot com. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at D-G-I-R-A-R-D-I-E-R. You can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher if you're one of my many friends who happen to use an Android device. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. Thanks. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to AskDaryl.com. Don't forget, if you've got questions, go online and submit them to AskDaryl.com.